before you even start organizing and getting fancy baskets, if that's what you want, you really have to figure out why you have clutter in the first place. So that really is the first step is to understanding why you have clutter and then how to get past those roadblocks that are in your way. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I hope you're all having a fabulous day because I am having a fabulous day and I know it's going to get better because I'm going to speak with my special guest today is Kathy McEwen. She is a decluttering and home organizing expert, speaker and host of the Organize for Success podcast. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Beautiful. So how did you get started in the decluttering and home organizing industry? What inspired you? Well, it's funny because when I got started, I really wanted to start a business that was going to help people have more time. So my thought was, you know what, I'll go in, I'll organize your home. And then while I'm organizing your home, you can go take your kids out or, or go hang out at the spa and give yourself more time. But I learned really quickly on that it wasn't about giving time. It really was actually changing a lot of people's lives. So I quickly started taking a lot of educational courses and certificates on uh, chronic disorganization, ADHD, senior move management, time management, things like that to help. Because I knew really it's changing people's lives. It's not just about going in and tidying up somebody's home. It's really wanting to teach them how to have a clutter-free home. Beautifully said. And that's exactly why I have you on because I absolutely believe when you declutter your environment, you declutter your life. Absolutely. What are some of the top reasons you see why people have a lot of clutter in their houses? You know what? There is a lot of reasons. Like it could be that they've had a trauma in their life. Um, It could be that they're suffering from depression. It's not because people are lazy. And that's what I think a lot of people think like, oh, just go tidy up your home. You're being lazy. And it's not usually the case at all. It's often, you know, that they may have health problems that is preventing them to do it, uh, getting, you know, the, the tasks done because they don't physically, they're not physically able to do it. Or it could be they never learned the skills to get started with their organizing. And if you've never learned, you kind of don't know how to do it. So there's lots of reasons. I think clutter makes you very indecisive. And because I am all about making fast decisions. Have you seen that with your clients? Yes, very much so. Especially if, you know, they're struggling with letting things go. That's really hard for them to make those decisions because they're struggling. They're like, should I keep it? Should I not? You know, so a lot of times, and it's not only just decisions on making the decisions on what to keep and what not to, but it's just decisions in life in general, right? Because if you're suffering with a lot of clutter, it's just overwhelming that it plays a role in your self-esteem and your lack of confidence, the whole bit. So there's definitely a, you know, parallel between having a lot of clutter and making decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. So what other challenges have you come across with your clients when it comes to decluttering? I think the most challenge that I think we come across is that people are either embarrassed, so they they struggle to even get started with help because they're embarrassed by it. And also, they're just so overwhelmed, and they're just embarrassed. And so it's really difficult sometimes for people to get past that. Like I remember 
most of the time, like I used to go into people's homes for, for nine years. I did that. We used to go in as a team and we'd go and help people clear their clutter and get organized. And now I'm virtually online with through my programs and courses. But when I used to go into people's homes, you know, the very first thing they used to say to me often is, is my house the worst you've ever seen? And it's it usually wasn't because, you know, I've worked with people as much as uh, someone who's lived in his car. He wasn't even able to get in his home at all because he had so much clutter. So, you know, my goal is really to help people to understand that, you know what, you're not alone. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges, but we can get through it. Absolutely. So you talked about changing your client's life. Mm -hmm. Could you share a success story from one of your clients who experienced a significant transformation after organizing their clutters? Geez, I could be here all day. So many (laughs) success stories. But the ones that come to my mind uh, right away is the one I was just mentioning to you about uh, the gentleman that couldn't even get into his home. And then there was another uh, client that was very similar in her situation that she could get in, but they were both being evicted. So in the, the case with them is that they got a letter. I think they gave them like 10 days to get out and evacuate. They were both renting. And they're like, now what do I do? My house is full. Like, what do I do? So I think for us, my goal was to be able to get them so that, well, the one lady that I had, we were actually able to get her help. The reason why they wanted to evict them, Victor, is because of safety reasons, fire hazards, if an ambulance needed to come in like with a stretcher or something. There was no path to get in, really. So my goal was to help her so she would not be evicted. And that's what we did. We spent seven days of just working with her and uh, getting her home to a state where it was actually really nice. And what was really nice about it, she was no longer evicted because she passed what she needed to get done. And I remember her sending me photos three months later and her home still looked the same. It looked beautiful. So, you know, that was a major success story that I can think of for sure. I love it. So I definitely believe decluttering your home and creating a cleaner, tidier living environment really is empowering. Well, for me, I know my house is tidy because my daughter loves to clean the house. Like it's a weekend activity that we've done together since she was born. Since she can crawl, she she would help me wipe down the floors while she's crawling. So it became a habit and it's really now a household activity that we enjoy. So how would you say that you can effectively involve other family members to help us organize our homes? Well, first I have to say you are really lucky. really lucky to have your daughter because that's not the norm. And so a lot of people struggle with getting family members on board. Part of it is, like you said, you start at a young age. So as soon as a child can walk and talk, you can start teaching them how to tidy up and put things away. I mean, you have to do it with them. You know, you can make a game out of it, but you can start just by showing them to pick up something and put it into a bin. So, you know, it's really about starting at a young age. But for those who you know, didn't start, then I would recommend that you have a system in place where it's easier for everyone to follow. So not just one that helps you and it's like your focus and you're thinking, oh, this is exactly what we need. It has to actually be a system that works for everyone. And you know what? Labels make a big difference too. If you have things labeled, then it's easier for people to be able to find things and put them back. And having said that, I, you know, that always doesn't work. So we need more. And my suggestion is because I have five kids, so we are a family of seven, and that's a lot of people. 
and a lot of stuff. So I had to be pretty strict with them and say, you know what, we are doing this together as a team. You got to get right on them and let them know right away that this can't go on. We can't have this mess. We have to work as a family unit and get it done. So sometimes we have to be a little stern uh, and let the kids know, hey, it's time for you to help out as well. I mean, I had a lot of meetings in our living room. (laughs) I remember everybody in the living room, time for a meeting. (laughs) So, but I had to do whatever it took to make it work right? Because I was not tidying up after six other people. There's no way I could do that. (laughs) But I think it's important to get them involved. Um, Like I said, uh, as soon as my daughter was able to walk, I had her help. And when she turned three, I gifted her this super cute Hello Kitty vacuum. And she was Mm -hmm. all over it. She always wanted to vacuum because it was so cute. And if you want your husband to help out, let him pick out some of the stuff. Like I would have my husband help pick the mop or the, you know, the washing cloth that he would like to use. And in turn, that gives him more incentive to be around familiar things and to be involved. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes we have to like let things slide, which is hard for me because I have that A type personality, but they may not get it done exactly like we would. But you know what? They're trying. So we got to give them credit for trying. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we talked about making those decisions to let go of stuff. Like, you know, we've all had those stuff that we've been holding on to for over 20 years. <laughs> so at what point would you suggest someone to start downsizing? And when they have trouble getting rid of purging those things from way back, what's your technique to help your client do so? Uh, well, first thing I would suggest is that they start as early as possible if they know they're downsizing. Like I don't, even if it's two years from now, you better start now because don't leave it until the day before you move to have to be able to go through all this stuff. And you don't want to pay movers or packers to pack all this up, move it to your place. You're not going to have room and then have to get rid of it there. So definitely do it on the end before you move. And yeah, those sentimental items that they've had for 20, 30 years, it's tough. It's not an easy process. I'll be honest with you, working with these clients, it was not always easy for them. But my suggestion is that to understand that these are things, they're not your memories. Your memories are inside you, not outside of you. So, you know, you're still going to have those memories of those loved ones, even though you are letting things go that maybe belong to a loved one. And the other thing too, is to keep some things, you know, you don't have to let everything go. You can still keep some things that are really precious to you. My suggestion is to keep small things instead of big things like furniture pieces, because they take up so much room. But even if you have small things that you can bring with you, because you really do want to make sure you have what enough space when you bring things in. And I, I did a lot of unpacking and setting up homes as well. And that was one of the biggest things that people had a problem with. They thought they had room for it and they didn't. So if you think you're going to have room, you may not try to let go more even than you think you need to. How about the clothes that we keep for when we lose weight or for when we, you know, have a certain event, but 20 years goes by, they're still in the closet. What do you suggest? Let them go. (laughs) I know it's easier said than done, but if you, if you have clothes in your 
applauds. And one one tip I used to give to people, and people still reach out to me today and say that was a really good tip, is ask yourself if you would buy it today. Because a lot of times people will pick up a shirt or something and they're like, have a hard time letting it go. And then I say, well, would you buy this today if you saw it in the store? And they're like, no, not really. It's not my style anymore. Or I don't really care for the color. Well, then why are you keeping it? <laughs> right? So you know, ask yourself if you would buy it today. And also, you know, waiting for you to lose weight, that's a tough one. Like I I kind of agree with that. I'm up and down my weight a lot. I agree with keeping things, but if you're keeping it too long, it's just taking up space and styles change. And then if you do lose weight, it's fun to buy new clothes, right? Because you've lost weight. So I wouldn't keep it too long. I would definitely try to let it go for sure. So I I would ask yourself if you buy it today, can you use something else in its place? So a lot of times, you know, I'm going through plazas with clients and they've got five black tank tops. And I'm like, well, if you let three of them go, you still have two, right? So it's like, can you use something else in its place? And if it's taking up a lot of storage, think about what you could be putting there if you didn't have all those clothes that you don't wear anymore. Yeah, for me, it's a lot easier if I if I know it's not going in the trash, donate it, give donate. it to a friend um, in need, know somebody who needs it. Absolutely. Try not to throw anything in the garbage if you can. Most clothes can be donated. Some places will even take clothes and sheets and things that are stained because they send them to third world countries. And they use them for, you know, making mats or something. So I would find out where you can donate your items and uh, donate whatever you can and just keep what you need. Beautifully said. Is there a favorite quote that you go by in life? Less is more. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect for today. Yeah, that's a big one for me, but it's true. It's less is more in so many ways. It's not even just clutter, but I'm talking about in a lot of ways. So that's the one I try to follow. Yeah, beautifully said. I always say that um, you can work less and make more too, if you believe it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I know you actually have a masterclass about decluttering. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I actually have a free masterclass. It's called Three Important Steps to Decluttering. And uh, it has a lot of content. And because it's important to follow the steps to get to the end result. So this program or some this masterclass, I should say, is actually really good because we talk about how to get started, how to let go, if you have any roadblocks that are getting in your way, how to start, how to finish. It's all in this one masterclass and it's free. Yeah. You can- Tell us just about the first step. So get people interested. Um, well, the very first step is really knowing why you have clutter, because you want to get past those roadblocks that are stopping you from, you know, clearing your clutter, because before you even start organizing and getting fancy baskets, if that's what you want, you really have to figure out why you have clutter in the first place. So that really is the first step is to understanding why you have clutter, and then how to get past those roadblocks that are in your way. That is so true. You do not ever want that nagging feeling that there's something to be cleaned up instead of enjoying your life. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so where can we get that masterclass at? You can get that on my website, actually. As soon as you log into my website, it's on the front page. It's uh, sent to And your website is? KathyMcEwen.com. Beautiful. I'll make sure to link that in the show note. Thank you again for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, 
kissing overwhelm goodbye and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way, and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 